0: Presents The Keith Lowell Jensen Show with Keith Lowell Jensen. Hello, everybody. We're back, and I'm still floating, walking on air from uh, interviewing Wendy and Richard Penny uh, in the last episode. If you haven't heard that yet, go listen to it. Uh, you can listen to a lifelong ElfQuest fanboy get to spend two hours chatting with the creators of ElfQuest. It was great. Oh, did I mention I'm Keith Lowell Jensen and this is Keith Lowell Jensen presents the Keith Lowell Jensen show with Keith Lowell Jensen as it said in the song. I'm super excited to be here uh, today. Our guest is a friend of mine who does so many different interesting things. Well, I just say hello to him right off. Uh, how you doing, Blake?
1: Hey, Keith, I'm fantastic. Good. It's you- like,
0: you know, no pressure. Yeah. It's not
1: like you just did an episode with Greg Proofs, you know? Yeah, nothing. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, nothing. No big deal. It's, You're it's Blake Morris, like, damn it. Yeah. God damn it. It's not like
0: the creators of ElfQuest were here. It's
1: um, not like...
0: Normally, I wouldn't even be talking to you yet. I would do all my intro stuff. But this is a different episode because you and I are buds. Um I'm, yeah, I'm friendly with some of those other folks. But I've never sat next yeah. to them in their apartment and played video games. Um, but let me, let me do you justice and go ahead and do your introduction. your little bio here. Blake Morse is the reviews editor and currently the temporary co-editor in chief of one of the longest running video game and tech sites on the interwebs. Uh, and is also in a great band called Cartoon Violence. And uh, when they're happening, is uh, a member of Narboots, which is both a distinction, but also of course not a distinction because after all, we are all Narboots. Uh, Blake, what is the website that you are the editor-in-chief of? Uh,
1: Shacknews.com. I'm the co-editor-in-chief. chief i got to give shout-outs to Bill LaVoy, our managing editor, who's also – it's just me and him running the site at the moment. But, uh,
0: yeah. uh, Also, yeah. You guys been doing it? Um, Blake, uh, when did you – you know i'm I'm gonna back up I'm gonna give a little uh backstory here to this podcast tonight. We were having a lovely <laughs> chat before we started recording um one was uh my daughter <laughs> uh making quite a scene before I finally got her to go to this is ever we start the podcast at eight. she's supposed to be in bed by seven thirty uh and then when she goes to bed, I tell her don't forget the sock. what that means is she has to take a sock and wedge it in the door between the door and the door frame because our cat hooks one paw under the door, one front paw, and then puts his back paws on the door and then kicks like a rabbit. And it makes the most God awful loud noise. This cat figured out how to make the loudest possible noise he can make to say, you sons of bitches aren't locking me in a room. Um, So that's what that was about. Uh, but we ask our guests <laughs> what they had for breakfast, and that's how we set our audio level. And that's pretty standard. I just copied it because I've been on radio shows, and they always ask me what I had for breakfast or to describe my shoes or some stupid thing. But you said the weirdest thing to me. You said you got an iced coffee maker because you drink more iced coffee? Yeah. What I the like- hell's an iced coffee? <laughs> Do you mean a cold brew maker or what's, a, what's an iced coffee maker?
1: I put the I put the water in the thing. I put the coffee in the filter and then it makes the coffee and it goes into like a tumbler full of ice. So it makes but hot coffee
0: like, and dumps it right into ice.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't but like the ice doesn't like melt right away. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird cuz I'm also like I could have just been doing this with a regular coffee pot. Right. It's not a cold but, brew.
0: 'Cause I know the cold brew thing is just really slow. It just takes forever.
1: The thing is is uh you know, iced coffee is just twice as you have to brew it twice as strong, right? Right. Because it gets diluted
0: by the ice or something. I don't know. Or you skip uh, the ice, make hot coffee, and put it in the fridge. Yeah. Maybe but you, that's, do that. you, you just know. got you gotta think ahead. Like
2: I don't know. Okay.
0: No. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. No, thank you. Blake, you are you are a big video game fan and I want to get eventually to what you are playing right now and uh and a little bit to what you see coming with video games. It's an exciting time. We got a lot of new consoles coming out. But first, I want to go I want to go way back and I want to ask you, Blake, what was the first video game that you remember playing?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh Double Dragon. Is the first game like I? And what console were you playing that on? That was I saw. It, there was this place called Pinky's Pizza in. Uh, oh, you actually Walmart. played on a on a machine. Like, yeah, it was the first play. I, it's like the first game I can remember playing.
0: Uh, Very cool. Like, yeah. I mean, but, what year? What year ish was this? What what decade are we uh, talking about? We're talking like mid eighties. That's here, what I thought. Maybe early eighties. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. We are probably closer in age than I thought. Then.
1: It's possible. Based I, on, I thought
0: I was quite a bit older than you. All right, I so get my, that a
1: lot. I, I skew younger for some reason. I've been told like, I get can that baby face. between 25 and uh, 50. I don't know. I've got, you know, just, yeah, it's the dimples, I think.
0: But so, i cover it up with beard. So I started with, uh, with Pac-Man. Oh. Fell in love well, hard with Pac-Man. Oh.
1: I, well, Miss Pac-Man is my favorite game. Really? In the entire world.
0: Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I have the little, I have the little miniature Miss Pac-Man. So much fun. Oh, that's cool. I have yeah. tattoos of Pac-Man and
1: Miss Pac-Man on the back of my legs. That's so uh, great. And there's, I, I, um, there's a half a pixelated heart on each one of my calves. Uh for Zelda. So, uh, no, from Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. So when my legs
0: come together, they kiss oh. and the heart forms. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought I... you meant, you know, like you're filling up the hearts. Uh, yeah. To this day, the the sound of a Pac-Man sh- machine, the sight of a Pac-Man machine, it brings me joy. And in addition to the little uh, Miss Pac-Man, I have the slightly bigger but small Pac-Man that they were selling at Target. Um, and it and it plays just like the arcade one. And if you would have told me back then, when we were little kids, that someday I could have that little Pac Man in my house, I, I just would have been overjoyed. I think it's important to remember those moments to put our present life in context because it seems like a nightmare.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely no. I mean, like one of the things I was wanted when I was like a kid was I was like, oh, I want to have an arcade in my house, and now. You do because like now I do. It's really weird, and then like you know, sometimes I'm like, well, shouldn't I be over this by now? But like I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: don't. <laughs> uh, I video games are great. I don't. I, well, let's I, I, let's go back to to little Blake playing Double Dragon. Yeah. Was your love of that game fairly common uh, among your peers?
1: I think I was a dork. Okay. Uh I yeah, I mean kids liked video games and it it got more mainstream the older I got or right. um, and it's not like everybody didn't have Nintendo or whatever or something like that, but I was like really into it, you know. I was a kid reading like video game magazines yes. during reading time and stuff like that.
0: What yeah. was your first home console? Uh the NES. Okay, so the 8 bit NES. That's where I that's where me being just a little bit older than you comes in. I yeah, we started with Atari. the Atari. Yeah. yeah. And I knew it. And Atari, you know, we talk a lot about how bad it was and we laugh about how bad it was. But you know what? Playing Centipede on the Atari was hella fun. And I spent a lot of great hours of my childhood playing centipede on that. Okay. Playing Super Breakout, playing Pong, playing uh Oh, what was the one where you had to swing over at pitfall with alligators, oh, pitfall. and yeah, man, that was a great that was a fun game,
1: yeah, no, that's classic. You know what was cool on that was the Empire Strikes back was cool on that? Oh, I don't think I ever played that one. Oh, it's like the one thing I remember I had a friend and he had the
0: Atari, and he had that game, and I thought it was the coolest, so do you remember that first n e s coming out
1: um, yeah. Like it was like man, how old I was maybe like around five or six. Okay. When it came out. Uh and, and were you just begging
0: your parents for it? Oh yeah.
1: Oh, uh, it was ridiculous. They had a they used to have stores called World of Nintendo. I don't wait, know wait, 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 what now? Yeah, they would have like places called World of Nintendo and you it was just like Nintendo products like everywhere. Really? Yeah. This was a long time ago.
0: Oh my and, goodness! I never witnessed a world of Nintendo. Yeah, they were, I don't know how common they were, but Did, yeah, but I and, just and, got in the games. So where where are you at this point in uh, geographically? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up all around the East Bay. Like,
1: if okay. there's a town in the East Bay, like, there's a good chance that I lived there for a year or
0: two. Uh, Did you ever? Around. Speaking of the NES. Uh, Did you ever come across the Super Mario Brothers uh, arcade version, the actual stand-up arcade cabinet? Oh, yeah. They had one at the Chuck E. Cheese. So I told someone that I fell in love with Super Mario Brothers, playing it at the gas station across the street from Roseville High. And then they had another one at the Pizza Hut. And me and my brother would drop so many quarters in it. And then when the NES came out, it was the first time that a home video game actually looked like the arcade one. And we knew we had to have it, and it was it was four yeah. Super Mario Brothers. To, to this Boy, day, one of my all time favorite games. He called me out on it. And he said I'm wrong. That I'm, I'm you know he he was courteous enough to say I was remembering wrong instead of that I was lying. That it never existed as a cabinet, and I looked it up, and apparently it was very rare. And I think uh, Northern California may have just gotten very lucky. They didn't make a lot of them.
1: That's interesting, you know. It, it doesn't it show up in the wizard also?
0: I mean not to be <laughs> like
2: a super nerd, but
0: no no, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was the that was the super nerdery I'm here for. That is that's why you asked me. Yeah. I want I want to see if I can get a guest on who would mention the wizard. Um, yeah, so we, you know, we had to have that game. We didn't even care about the robot. I guess the robot was sort of the Trojan horse because consoles were out. They were, they were not selling well. Atari was dead. Um, so to convince, uh, stores to carry it again, they had to sell it as a toy. That's why it's the Nintendo entertainment system. And it came with a robot and it, you know, it was a toy. It was more than a video game system. Um, but yeah, we just had to have, and and I remember Christmas morning getting up being like I am literally going to play Super Mario Brothers all day every day for the rest of Christmas break until I beat the game. Did you ever beat it? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> but my damn brother Edward beat it first. So, Ooh, that's kind <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> so did you did you get the NES that first year it came out?
2: Um
1: I don't know if it's hard because I was so young. It's hard. Probably. Right. I would say yes. Cause it was like, I remember getting it for Christmas and being stoked, like, you know, freaking out. Like one of those, like the kids in the, one of those memes where they're like, uh, right. The, they S lose yes. their
0: minds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was awesome. And then, so, uh, awesome. how did your parents feel about your video game enthusiasm? Because, at the time, it's funny how the concerns have shifted over the years. But at the time, there was a lot of concern about kids playing video games. It was bad for brain development and uh, just that we were indoors all day. We were sedentary, blah, 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 blah. This is even yeah. before the violence came I mean, and made you, video games greater.
1: I mean, I don't know. Uh, I kind of grew up very isolated, like uh, – when I was younger, like I was like a kid who mostly like hung out at his grandparents' place and it was like on top of a hill with no other kids around. So there wasn't much to do and like it was like a good distraction, but uh everybody like everybody was always like totally smart ass about it like, "Well, what good is this going to do you in life?" And, right. Like, well, <laughs> now I've like traveled around the world and like met a bunch of like really cool people and like done a bunch of crazy stuff. And it's all because I love video games. So right. You know, eventually it works out.
0: Uh, Billy Gardell has a great joke where his uh, son says the F word and his wife says, Oh, that's great. Billy. What's he going to do? Grow up and get a job cursing. And Billy's like, ah, you know, if I made shoes, (laughs) I teach him how to make shoes. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it's great to to get to grow up and and do what you're passionate about. But it sounds like it wasn't a a big issue. Your parents didn't really sweat you about it. They weren't.
1: Nah, because it was concerned. like, yeah, it was. You know, it was it was my mom. Like, uh, my dad wasn't in the scene, so it was just like my mom and me, and we lived with her parents. And uh,
0: any siblings? Uh,
1: no, only child. So like, yeah, okay. just kind of, I don't know. But I, I was all.
0: You know. Yeah, I'm I'm raising an only child and uh yeah. <laughs> having having a video game that she's into. Uh I mean I try to to watch the screen time or whatever and to you know not be total deadbeat parent. But oh, you're gonna keep yourself entertained and busy for an hour? I'm not gonna say no to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: That's pretty great. Um no
1: in general though, I I feel like I was just like your stereotypical like nerdy kid in the
0: 80s with comic books and video games and all that for sure what uh what were the games you were playing then on that first nes that you loved oh
1: man uh i had like this cartridge that had donkey kong donkey kong jr and uh donkey kong three i think on it okay and i got really freaking good at donkey kong jr and oh nice Like to the point where like I didn't really have to think about it. I could just like beat the levels super quick. I remember being really good at that. Bionic Commando, like I love that game. That was like one of the first games I ever beat on the NES. Cool. Um gosh. Yeah, I don't know. There were so many good games for the for the original Nintendo. Metroid. Super there, Metroid. Oh,
0: that's in that's in my it Trinity. Is. Metroid, yeah. Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers. That was my big yeah. three. Uh I Met- mean, Metroid was mind blowing. Like, there's still great franchises. That's what's
1: weird. It's like really odd that. Like, I guess it's not that odd, but it's interesting that they stood the test of time as far as franchises go. It's crazy to have franchises that are like 30 years old like that now.
0: Uh, Probably Super Mario and Zelda more so than Metroid, or am I wrong? Uh, I think so. I, I think that, you know, Zelda.
1: And Mario get the most love. I mean, Mario's like the mascot. Of course, they're going right. to push Mario. And Mario games are usually fantastic, too. It's For sure.
0: And and the latest Zelda is my favorite video game of all time Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild um, is fantastic. It's amazing. Um, I, I'm still playing through it. I'm, but Metroid hasn't. God, uh, are they going to get. What if they give Metroid like a big open world, crazy reboot?
1: So they're talking about Metroid Prime 4 was announced, but then they had to restart uh, production on it, basically. So it's been pushed back like several years now. Uh, You know, I think we first heard about it about maybe two years ago. And who knows when it's going to come out at this point.
0: Yeah, Yeah. all schedules are thrown out there. Um, So tell me, when, when you were playing Metroid, Was that a solitary thing? Or by that point, did you have some buddies around?
1: No, it's, like, I would just play video games when I was at home. And, like, if I went over to a friend's house, like, we'd probably play video games together. Uh, I did have, like, you know, one good friend. Like, my buddy Mike and I would would hang out and play video games. And as we got older, it was, like, hanging out and getting high and playing Final
0: Fantasy, Okay. That's that kind of thing. Uh, I ask because Metroid was one of those. And again, I I played all these, you know, I was a bit older than you when I played them, Mm -hmm. but Metroid was the one where it was like breaking out the graph paper and drawing the maps and trying to, you know, figure. go buy the magazine because you get stuck and you're like, Oh God, I need to know how to get past this. (laughs) Yeah, Dude, that soundtrack too. Yeah. So
1: good.
0: Really creates a, a mood and an environment. Oh, for real. Uh, Did you ever um, sell codes? Again, you're probably too young at this point. We we used to sell, you know, because there was no memory in the the games. You could get a code and then you enter the code and it would let you continue where you left off with all the same weapons you had earned and the levels you had beat. We could yeah. sell those codes at school, not for a lot, but somebody would be like, "Oh, dude, I'll give you two bucks." Like you have, you know, bombs and missiles, and oh yeah, I got it all, man. Wow. I forget what it was called—the the weapon where you jump and you spin, and whatever you hit, it's like you you blow it up.
1: Dude, you're a hustler. I <laughs> Man, that's uh,
0: I would have been, I probably would have been one of the, the kids that was dumb Buying enough it. to
1: give you two bucks, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No way, it was totally worth it. I sold a valuable product. Um, what <laughs> of those old games are you still playing now?
1: Oh man, well, you know, they just came out with the Mario 35, it's like a little Mario
0: Battle Royale game. I haven't yeah. tried it yet. I tried the Zelda, or I'm sorry, the Met. Uh, dang, I can't speak Tetris. straight. I tried the Tetris 99 and, uh, man, competition does a weird thing to my brain. I was just like, my heart's beating fast. I'm sweating. I'm like, Oh, must beat these guys. And they just beat the shit out of me every time.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mario 35, it's basically those levels, but then they throw, people just start throwing more monsters at you and stuff.
0: Right. Cause just like with, um, Tetris 99, you can throw things at other players
1: exactly yeah you can like pick who to throw it at but then they also throw in a little like you can get get coins and like give yourself power-ups i don't know it's cool but um man i'm trying to think of i mean miss pac-man i'm just constantly i'm always playing Miss pac-man forever, oh that's great yeah um yeah so like you know as far as old games go
0: yeah i did not i was sure that there was going to be a big generational divide there, and you weren't going to be into those classics. So that's great. That does my heart good to know that oh. that you appreciate Miss Pac-Man. And uh, I always liked Miss Pac-Man more than Pac-Man. Tell me, am I am I cheating myself by saying that I, I like it better because it's easier? <laughs> <laughs> Is there actually more to it than that?
1: No, I don't know, man. It's just the you know. There's always the nostalgia factor, and like. You know, you can't deny like you know
0: memories tied to certain things. So, uh, yeah. The, if anything, the original Pac-Man's more of a nostalgia bomb for me, but I like playing Miss Pac-Man more.
1: Yeah, Miss Pac-Man. It's just more advanced. It's got better AI and uh,
0: more mazes and ah, all see? that stuff. These are good yeah. reasons. These are. I need to be armed with these so that people aren't just like, oh, it's easier. You play once, easier. easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so video games grow up a lot in our lifetime. Oh, um, yeah. And you, unlike me, stayed with it. I took a really big break um, and just really got back into it in the last year, year and a half.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, video games have always been present. I don't want to like act like I stopped playing them, but there were times where like it dipped for me, you know. Um, But then like uh, I got back into them like of maybe like a year or so before
0: I ended up uh, working in like the industry. So So. give me, give me your highlights of. the games that grabbed you and brought you back in. I mean, you know, for me, uh, I would say like like Sonic. I started playing again at Sonic because that was just so much fun. It was different than anything I played before it. Then uh, as we got into the online gaming, I was actually afraid of it. I actually didn't want to touch that. Um, But then Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I was like, I need to try this. <laughs> yeah, no, that...
2: But My I imagine game. for
0: you, there's five or six more of those on on your way up. What what? Give me your like your top games that what top games. They, yeah, as you're going along, that like would pull you back in and, and end one of those lulls, end one of those dips because something great comes out. I mean, I can point directly
1: to Final Fantasy X. Yeah, on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, I just I remember just playing the living shit out of that game and like getting every little like secret weapon and like magical power you could find and stuff like that. Just really like diving deep into it for a long time. And then basically I worked across the street from a game stop. So I would go in and I would look at their bargain bin and I would just start buying like games here and there that I thought were cool or might right. be fun. Um, always really enjoyed playing like uh, party games with my friends, like uh, Fusion Frenzy was a lot of fun. See,
0: that I'm not familiar with. Fusion so, um... Frenzy,
1: it's like a party game thing that was for the original Xbox. Um, okay. And it was, uh, not that you should do this, but it was popular because you could... It it could help you modify Xboxes, ah, as well. You know, you could run. It would help you uh, run something that uh, that if you'd gone in and soldered a few things on your Xbox, it could, you know, you could hack it essentially and play whatever the hell you want. Okay, yeah, this is like the old, 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 old X. The original Xbox. Now it's like, holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) Like we're about to. We're actually uh, about to publish. It'll be out by the time this is done. But we're about to publish like uh, a history of the entire Xbox. Okay. On, on our website, uh, we have a I'm... long reads editor, and uh, he interviewed basically everybody that's been involved with the Xbox uh, that he could get a hold of. He's got a lot of cool stories. We actually already published like the we published the nine eleven chapter.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: already, I don't know. I'll, i I'll, I'll, I'll back off. That's,
0: yeah, and we, and we can include links. Yeah. Um. So, at what point do you start working in the industry? Did it start with writing about video games? Did it start at a GameStop? When? When oh, did this start becoming man. more than? Do you start becoming more than just a player? Oh my God! Do I dare tell you the story? Oh, uh-huh. I hope so.
1: Oh, this is a it's a Keith.
0: Oh, I guess your it arm.
1: doesn't matter now. So uh I used to uh help people get things that they could imbibe for their pain. Okay. Before there were other outlets and dispensaries that could help those people. Excellent and one these dev- well put. Yes. Thank you, uh, and one of these people that would come by to hang out with me and uh, you know just get get some help uh, worked for a video game website, and he would bring by all the new he'd bring by like all the new games and stuff like that. He well, brought, that's so he would, funny
0: because that's the classic image of the kind of helper that you're talking about is people yeah. sitting around in their living room playing video games.
1: Yeah, basically. Uh, but he brought back he would bring he brought guitar hero over i'd never seen guitar hero before oh wow yeah i was like whoa, this is like freaking awesome uh and i basically was like well, if you've ever got an opening let me know uh and i was a picture i was a picture framer at michaels okay before that uh i yeah and uh basically a job op- it was basically a job opened up in the mailroom i went in uh i interviewed for it i was the least creepiest guy for the job. The mailroom apparently. where? Uh it wasn't it was like a figurative mailroom. I was like uh I worked at this site called Game Revolution. Okay. Um and basically I would enter codes, like cheat codes on the site all day and get permissions from people to put their like FAQ walkthroughs up on the site. Gotcha. So it was basically like trolling on this site called game facts all day and looking for cheat codes and like a lot of copy and pasting stuff, but then like one day a game comes in that nobody wants to review and i I jumped on it and nice. from there I just kept reviewing more games I kept uh, uh getting getting myself more invested in the site like I actually one of the things I did was start a podcast okay uh for the site this is like over ten years ago now um so this is way back in the day just like sort of just kept pushing for like new media and stuff like that um and uh yeah just kept going from there like yeah onward and upward and uh beyond beyond
0: working at that site you know and at that point you start getting video games for free <laughs>
1: yeah yeah basically if i'm review if you're if I'm reviewing the game, you know I mean
0: so every once in a while that's all like, I mean it's that tight. You know. I just thought you're in the industry yeah. you get you know that stuff spreads around,
1: yeah I mean it's free, but usually it if you're reviewing a game, like you're putting a lot of hours into playing it and then writing about it, you know like that's the payoff. Everybody thinks my job is just playing video games, like there is playing video games for my job. But there's a, I mean, you know, it's it's work. You it's a business. Like you got to keep stuff moving. Like you know, like
0: I have to. Okay, let let's know. do this. Walk me through an average work day for Blake Morse, video oh my game reviewer.
1: Okay, so today uh, you get
0: up in the morning. You make your iced coffee. <laughs> I make my iced
1: coffee. Yes. Uh. Uh. Usually, like today, we had a uh, meeting with the whole staff, which means there's a pre-meeting with me and the managing editor. And uh, today, we were joined by the CEO. Um, And then...
0: This is all over Zoom or something.
1: uh, You know, we use Slack. We have a Slack meeting. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we'll discuss things, make some plans, talk about stuff. Uh, You're not
0: sitting around the fire in Dead Red
1: Redemption? No, no, nothing like that. Not playing a harmonica. I mean, we do play (laughs) games. We do play games together. Um, It happens. Uh, But, yeah, so after that, it's get through as much email as I can before having to go and host... uh, on on Mondays, it's our weekly live stream electronic sports show. Um, and then I came back from that. I had a few reviews to edit, more emails to answer. Uh, and then uh, I ate like a McChicken sandwich before coming on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, uh, and that's, I don't so know. So wait, dude,
0: it, d- help me out here. So how much, how much, how much of that time we spent playing video games? Uh, not enough. Other than not enough.
1: None so far today. I mean, I'm going to, I'm reviewing, uh, game, the Cobra Kai game. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Not yet. Okay. Well,
0: I'm reviewing, the, I'm co- for.
1: I'm reviewing the Cobra Kai game right now. It's, um, it's not doing so good. But, the, the game, uh,
0: not, not great.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's part of it. Sometimes you review games that, you know, maybe you just don't want to be playing. Uh, it's it's all a big trade off here and there. But I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to complain. I mean, I think as far as
0: jobs go, I you know, I'm very, <laughs> <laughs> what very made fortunate me, to do what I do. What made me think that you really that it was just like the greatest thing in the world is when you contacted me, you knew that I was playing Breath of the Wild and you said uh, hey you want to come over and be a guest on my what is it live cast
1: yeah Scratch. it was it was i was doing this uh, show called the adventures of rusty claymore okay cuz i named it that just cuz i picked up a rusty claymore right. in breath of the wild i'm like that's a that's my new adult
0: star film yeah. <laughs> uh you said my boss told me that i need to capture a divine beast before the new year. Oh,
1: yeah, he gave me a homework,
0: assignment. <laughs> and my I homework thought, assignment. My boss has never, ever said anything that cool to me.
1: Asif you know? Khan is the fucking coolest boss in the whole uh, goddamn fucking world, Keith. Let me I mean, tell you, man. You don't understand,
0: I, man. I'm on a lot of pressure from the top, man. I, got, I gotta I yeah. got get one of these divine beasts before
1: New Year's. It's work as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff to it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean it's it's like you look like you're a fucking comedian. Uh, like I mean, I know it's a lot of work. Oh but. my god.
0: So I got up this morning. Okay. And I had my coffee. And then I had a meeting. Uh we had to talk about dick jokes. If uh big dick jokes or small dick jokes are gonna be in this season. Um <laughs> no, are they just... up or down? Are dick jokes <laughs> up or down, Keith? Well, now that I'm talking to you, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a great way to make a living. Um, doesn't always have stability. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, it wasn't always stable for me either. I'm
1: not like, it took a long time, you know, like, just like with what you do, man, it just takes a long time. Like you got to put in the hours, right? You know? Eventually, you'll find where you uh you fit in sorta
0: now uh let's let's roll backwards again yeah. um at what point did you start playing an instrument
1: uh I played clarinet when I was eight, but I got a bass when I was fourteen and uh basically, my mom had had a bass like i there was this kid who played guitar at school, and i would he would come over. And he would, he'd play guitar and I'd write lyrics and he was like, you should get a bass. So that way then we can just get a drummer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, uh, started getting into bass. Uh, and I remember like my mom put like a hundred bucks on layaway and then it was just on layaway for a long time uh does layaway then, still
0: exist the kid the, the younger people listening know what layaway is i don't know layaway was Probably. the weirdest thing did it just why did our parents put things on layaway they, they would go to the store and then the store would take the item and hang on to it for you and you'd come pay a little bit on it each time until it was yours yeah as opposed to just saving up the money at home and then going and buying it i guess if you tried to save it at home you'd spend it like, Layaway locked it into I, – I don't – I, I yeah. still – it's the weirdest thing. I don't totally understand Layaway. I think it's gone, right? Do stores still do Layaway?
1: Uh, I think <laughs> that there's forms of it. I don't know. There. I think I, – I, I don't think it's as prominent out here, but I'm pretty sure I seem to recall a story of, like, Tyler Perry going into, like, a Walmart and paying for everybody's, like, shit on Layaway. Like That's
0: a, right. I do remember like that. Yeah. Ago.
1: So yeah, it's still around. It's still thriving. It's Don't right, worry, so- Keith. Corporate <laughs> America is still
0: taking it bit by
1: bit from, yes. so, from the so working
0: class. I'm sorry. So your mom put a put a bass guitar on layaway. Yeah, for like it was a
1: 250 hundred fifty dollar bass, and she put a hundred dollars, and then like it was like almost a year went by, and wow. I ended up this kid down the street. And who I'd been friends with when I was younger. You beat but him then, up. But then, like, the no, I, that, would have been, that would have been a cool story, though. But, like, <laughs> uh, basically, he had, like, while well, we were hanging out at his place, and he did something bad, and he blamed it on me, and his dad, like, threw me out of the house and, like, told me, like, I was, like, a horrible human being and stuff oh, like wow. this. This was, like, years before. And then he's like walking around, and I don't know why he stopped by, but he was like obsessed with magic cards. And I'm like, "I'll sell you." Like, here's what I got. There was this one card he wanted really bad, so I just ripped him off, and he he like threw me a check, and I, it was enough to pay for the rest of my bass guitar. So I traded in my magic cards for a bass
0: guitar, and nice. I never looked that's back. A, that's a real rock and roll story. Did you really never look back? Like later when you had money, you, you, did you replace the magic cards, or you just that was it? Um, you were done?
1: I've played, like, a couple games with friends, like, over the years. I never got, like, really back into it. Um, no, I never never really looked back with Magic, you know? So,
0: at the point that you and your friend are writing songs and you're working on getting that bass, uh, what music are you listening to?
1: Oh, man, you know, uh, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. I liked One Hot Minute. I never really couldn't get into them past that. Um the Talking Heads.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so, two, two great examples of bass playing are between Flea and Tina Weymouth. That's yeah. good mentors. Yeah. Know,
1: you got to love Primus, of course. Uh, Bootsy Collins, like nice. Parliament Punkadelic, James Brown. Like, I got really into funk. Okay. Uh, and then, but I also loved, like, I also, like, I grew up listening to, like, ska and punk and, like, the Dead Kennedys or, like, one of my favorite bands, you know, Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so, you know, I just, I really just got into everything and, like, I tried, you know, I'd dissect stuff, I'd listen to songs, and I'd figure out, like, oh, what makes this reggae, what makes this, like, pop, what makes this funk, you know? Right. Kind of, like, just getting into all of it and, like, learning how to really write music, you know, and cutting my teeth and just, like, outputting as much as I could like it was it's all a bunch of crap um (laughs) like for the first few years but by the time I got out of high school though like I was playing in like a a really good local band Though,
0: what year did you you get out of high school I graduated in 99 notice I didn't say graduated I don't like to assume yeah no it's okay you said (laughs) I didn't I (laughs) didn't I just I left when I was done um, yeah. as Kanye says, you graduated? No, I decided I was finished. <laughs> um, so you said 99. Yeah. So how much is, uh, I'm trying to think when the internet really upended music distribution.
1: Oh, it was, uh, like a year or two later. Okay. Cause I remember when I was like, I think I went to. Yeah, community college when I was like 20, 20 21. And I remember being in music business class and that was like what we were talking about a lot was, um, yeah, just how MP, MP3s and like Napster and all that stuff, how it was affecting copyright. Right. And how it was the old versus the new. And it was the same thing that had happened before with cassette players that could record. Right and it was the same thing that happened with VHS tapes uh when they first came out and that's why we have all that stuff about the NFL <laughs> games yeah uh yeah it's like it, it's just uh it was just a fear of new technology that corporations although have.
0: finally well founded uh, cuz honestly the the double cassette player I mean, we made girls mixtapes, but we still went and spent our money at record stores, and uh, same with VHS. I don't think that that killed the the movie industry or really affected the sports industry, uh, but the internet did, in fact, tank oh, yeah. record sales.
1: No, it's <laughs> it's
0: completely it's completely yeah no. Uh, but it was great for us, nobodies. Oh, for real! That's people uh, don't realize it may have been bad for Kiss and Metallica. Uh, it was awesome for, uh, you know, the comedian that <laughs> has Whoa. a bunch of albums now. Uh, I'm I'm amazed by the early DIY. You know, like you were talking about the Dead Kennedys, people that didn't have the mainstream or radio distribution networks, and were pre-internet. I'm like, wow! Yeah. Like, what excuse do we have? They distributed that stuff all over the world with yeah. zines and the postal service,
1: <laughs> man, it's, it's weird. Cause like for a minute there, it felt like, uh, everybody was going to get even an even playing field or something, you know? Right. Um, it's not, for, I feel like minute. it's not the case. Yeah, no, now, now I think it's, it's still the same hustle in a lot of ways and I'm horrible at it or
0: I would be more popular. Um, well, cause the music yeah, you like, guys are making is great, which why don't we well, go yeah. ahead and, and jump forward into that. So cartoon violence.
1: Yeah. Cartoon violence.
0: It's uh, uh, who, my who main is, squeeze. Who's cartoon violence. Uh, it's myself,
1: uh, AKA professor robot and uh, my buddy Victor, who is also known as Dr. Octave. And the concept is, is like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a music-making cyborg from another dimension where music is used uh from a, uh, as a weapon and he's a mad scientist that like ripped open a portal to my world by doing experiments trying to find the brown note. <laughs> uh, if you know what that is, just look it up kids. It's on the Googles. Um yeah so and, it, and it, yeah I come Sounds over very
0: wean to me the,
1: the yeah brown. oh yeah, no, we're we're dinguses, but um, and like the the idea is we fight musical crime, so I have a really cool outfit I wear, <laughs> uh, I had it custom made, it's like I'm a robot, like like i it's based off of like samurai and gundam uh stuff, and it's really cool, and I'm probably gonna be upgrading it soon. Nice. You know, i want to add more stuff to it but i'm it's like definitely an intention getter like it's funny we sound nothing like guar but it's always like you guys sound like guar and mario brothers is uh <laughs> w- what i get a lot and i'll take it i'll t- man if yeah. people want to compare me to guar shit sure
2: yeah. yeah
1: but um no and uh you know we mostly it's just the two of us and we use like uh game boys and you know computer backup stuff uh because we just got sick and tired of constantly having to replace drummers and bassists so we're already playing a lot of shows with uh chiptune musicians and nerdcore rappers okay um you know chiptune's like people that make bloopity bleeps with old gaming hardware right so yeah uh nerdcore rappers are uh people that rap about nerdy stuff uh and uh yeah it's you know uh we we were like yeah let's just do the chip thing and now it's more just like we'll just do what we want like we're, we we want to do uh obviously we hit some snags doing like a full on studio album with other musicians this year uh but um yeah like Uh, we just, uh, just goofy dudes and, uh, but we're serious about our music, but it all kind of started with, uh, us wanting to do, we did a, uh, this thing called the RPM challenge, Okay, which is you make, you write and record an album in the month of February. Yeah. So it's like 28 days to make like at least 10 songs. So we started off just, uh, Yeah. We started off just collabing on that and doing a bunch of style parodies. So like our, like the first song we ever did together was a junior senior style parody. And then we did a couple like Ben folds, five, uh, parodies, uh, like stylistically, you know, it's our own songs, but like, that's what we were going for. So yeah, just, uh, and, but we just kept going and now we do our own stuff
0: and, uh, so I yeah. want to um I want to take a break right here and play some um and and if you don't mind I'm going to choose I would like to play a song that right away when I was listening kind of grabbed my brain and had some fun with it uh called Fizzy and Ticklish uh or maybe called the Loop de Loop song. Uh what can you tell us uh ahead of listening to this?
1: Uh all the everything you hear uh I made on my phone except for the lyrics. The lyrics were not made on my phone. We recorded
0: those in uh, Pro Tools, but What what kind yeah. of phone? Uh it was an iPhone 6s. All right. And the and this song was generated 100% on the iTunes I, I, <laughs> iPhone 6s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made all the
1: beats and then well, we mixed we mixed it and mastered it like in another thing, but like the whole song, like all the the drums, the melody, like, all that stuff. Just, yeah. On all right.
0: Phone. So this is Fizzy and Ticklish, the loop-de-loop song. Uh, you can call it either. They're not picky. From Cartoon Violence.
2: We like blow pops. And we like chuba chups. We like five alive. And we like juicy juice. We like... Pop rocks and whatchamacallits, too. We like hot wheels. Don't you want to do the loop-de-loop? 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 Don't you want do to do, do the loop-de-loop? In a galactic sugar refiner, getting my twizzles wrapped in a Revanza. Uh, I'm kind of picky when it comes to licorice. I prefer my candy to be fizzy and ticklish. Caramel drizzle, with the soft chewy middle, giving me sweet dreams when I hit the pillow. Hot tamales spicing up my fire, you got the kind of sugar bam to keep me wired. Cause we like blow pops and we like chupa juice. We like fiber alive and we like juicy juice. We like pop rocks and whatcha. We like hot wheels, don't you wanna do the loop-de-loop? Don't you wanna do the loop-de-loop? Don't you Taste so sweet, and sugary things can be fun to eat. But let me tell you the truth, I got a sour tooth. I like my apples green, I like my raspberries blue. Are you in the mood? You got a sour tooth too. Let's share a Jolly Rancher and play hot pursuit. You got a box of Tang? I got a fun dip stick. When it's smothered and covered, I'll let you give it a lick. Cause we like low pops, and we like choo troops. We like Five Alive, and we like Juicy Juice. We like Pop Rocks, and whatchamacallits, too. We like Hot Wheels. Don't you wanna do the loop-de-loop? Don't you wanna do the loop-de-loop? so delicious, but I'm afraid I'm not quite that nutritious. So, Richard, only eat me on days like Christmas. Put me in a bowl with your Hershey's kisses. Flavor tsunami, feel that umami. Sweet candy craver, oh. I'm hotter than now and later. Oh, better yet, an apple or a Charleston chew. When it, it comes, comes to, playing to playing candy man, can we know, know what to do. Cause we like blow pops and we like chupa chups. We like fiber live and we like juicy juice. We like pop rocks and whatchamacallits, too. We like hot wheels. Don't you want to do the loop-de-loop? Don't you want to do the loop
0: Uh, 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 that was that was good okay so you uh you you were let's go back to the video game writing uh so you were writing for that original magazine uh website what was it called uh game revolution game revolution and then how'd you end up where you are now
1: uh well they let me go um
0: those bastards have you gotten uh, your revenge
1: i think so uh i feel like I feel like I've done better without them. But you know what was crazy is Do they still exist? Uh yeah, they're still around. That's nah, too bad. It was just a shell of them for them ourselves. but um then do you, do you
0: you grew up in the Bay Area, right? Uh no. I grew um, up in the Sacramento area in my teenage years and down in uh, Southern California before that. Uh,
1: do you know you know Live one oh five though, right? Oh sure. Like do you, do you know Live One Hundred Five in the '90s? Like Steve Masters, yeah, Live One Hundred Five. So I ended up working for Steve Masters. Oh, excellent! All right, yeah. I, uh, he had a video game site called Got Game. That was a really weird experience. Um His office.
0: Did you have to it. talk like this in the interview?
1: Yeah, I talked I, everything <laughs> I did. No, I mostly he would do the he would do the on camera stuff mostly. Like I was, he put he. He needed an editor in chief and like, uh, you know, it's all about getting traffic numbers. And like, I was, I did a good job of like bringing in a lot more traffic
0: to his site, but like it. that stuff seems so stressful.
1: It is. It's intense, man. Uh, I mean, this has been the stressful time of the year for me, frankly, uh, as the reviews editor, like, you know, uh new consoles are coming coming out and they're going to be out like this week um and like i had to, i had to get a lot done behind the scenes to get us that stuff
0: all right i'm gonna, we're going to talk about those new consoles but right you know, now yeah. you're 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 working for Steve Masters I
1: Steve Masters yeah and uh just bringing up traffic and then like uh this is when live streaming kind of comes into things this is where okay. Like live streaming kinda got me a lot of where I am today because I got on board uh basically we were looking for a platform to do a live news show for Got Game. Uh and then we ended up uh we were getting this company I don't even know if they're around, but they were called like UStream. Okay. So like we were talking to them. And then I met like there was like this uh, developer meetup, drink up thing in San Francisco, and I met like one of the like the CFOs at Twitch. Yeah, this is like way this is like very early on in Twitch's existence, and he's like, "Come sign with us!" And like so, yeah, they give us a great offer. You know, like our first show ever, we had like seventy five hundred people like just tuning in concurrently like at the same time like like yeah we were putting up huge numbers like i'm like at some point it got up to like fifty thousand people and like it was just yeah taking off but then like uh basically
0: and and what were you doing at that point you're 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 playing video games on twitch and live streaming it no we're hosting a weekly news show this is really and this is like
1: way before twitch was doing anything other than streaming games so this is like a very unique
0: sort of like before up at noon before all that
1: yeah oh yeah we totally predated up at noon man um uh but uh yeah so we're doing that and then he's basically like i can't we don't have the budget for you or your team Uh, and he offered me like very little money to keep like the whole team on board, like not enough to make it worth our while so uh, I basically started my own production team okay. from there. Uh, and it was me uh, basically doing a lot of, like, everything behind the scenes, like, just running a business, right. right? Like, organizing everything, like, running the meetings, making the decisions, hosting a lot of the shows, <laughs> planning
0: the shows. So um, I'm hearing you say this, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, like I've I've had my day jobs, and then I have stand-up comedy. And stand-up comedy is is my dream and my passion. Um, and you can accidentally end up on the business end of standup comedy. And and some people find they thrive there and they love it, but I'll be in a place where it's like, okay, well, you want to run this room and then do you want to manage this other room? And then all of a sudden people want you to run all these different rooms for them, and Maybe a comedy club yeah. wants you to do. And then you're like, wait, wait, stop. This isn't what I wanted to do. My, <laughs> my dream is becoming a day job. How do you balance that? You love video games, but now you're running a business and you're getting into having to, like, how do you, how do you balance? How do you do chasing it? Oh. your passion to just, I just have a job that I hate like everyone else. It just happens to be themed around a thing I used to love.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Cause it kind of like, for me, it was like all the, all the hard work and perseverance I I made, or I did, you know, everything I did building like my own brand led to me getting an actual paying job help as a community manager, growing somebody else's brand. And that kind of got me back in, into the industry after being like freelance for so long, so to speak. I don't know. It's like hard to explain, but the way I've always looked at it, uh, I've actually ended up being the kind of person that gets hired by somebody to help them actualize their dreams. And a lot of times I'll come to that person and I'll like show them an actual budget or something. And I'll be like, look, if you want to do all this, this is how long it's probably going to take for it to be profitable and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And like, they'll look at it, they'll nod, they'll like be in agreement. And then like a few months later, they're turning the lights off yeah you know I've had that happen like maybe two or three times on my way to going here um but now that I'm not I with Shaq news honestly like the thing about like the video games thing i is like i it's i've got that experience now, I know what I'm doing, but like the music stuff's like really where I wanna be creative anyway right like if if my day job so to speak is helping run and maintain a video game website and helping do like live shows and entertaining people and like giving people cool content to watch.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: That's a pretty damn freaking cool day job. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm totally cool with helping people realize their dreams. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. Like I've, you know, I feel like I'm pretty close friends with the guy I work for, uh, And like, it's, it's, we're on a journey together. I, this is the way I see it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, like, I feel, I've, I feel really fulfilled in in doing that. Uh, and I feel like right now providing content for people is, really 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 necessary like if i can make somebody's day better by making some stupid joke about like uh a video game or something or make an ass out of myself for a minute like i'm totally cool with that
0: yeah so making um, someone's day better is a very valuable thing in this dark timeline absolutely although they um, man doesn't what a but it just trump is no longer going to be our president and they had a <sighs> really incredible uh test for a a vaccine. Uh, Pfizer had a 90% effective, which scientists are saying they had no reason to even hope for that great of a number this early. It just feels like all of a sudden, we shifted timelines again. Like, I don't know what Marty McFly did. He went back and gummed things around again. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the first time in a while. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: No, I feel that. I definitely feel that. Like, I woke up I woke up Saturday morning and like I saw the news and like, yeah, I needed a moment, you know, but yeah. what a great, what a great fucking
0: Saturday. <laughs> I broke open the Martinelli's and me and my daughter and my wife all toasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, man. Let's, uh, let's talk about consoles before I let you go. Um, so what do we got coming up? What are, what are the new consoles that are all coming out?
1: Well you got the Xbox Series X or the S- Xbox X uh no um,
0: <laughs> sex no, sells, uh, maybe.
1: No, there's the S and the X, uh, and then you got the PlayStation Five, and basically, you know, do you like it's the first time you get have options to get consoles that don't have a disk drive, I think that's worth noting. Um it's about how long I said it would be, <laughs> fifteen years ago when I said it'll probably be another fifteen years before we see something go fully digital. Um, so and, I feel, and they are
0: completely digital, no no cartridges, nothing.
1: Uh, well, yeah, they're versions of this. So you can get ones with disc drives. People still like physical media. I think there's always going to yeah. be a need for that. Um, but very fancy graphics. Uh, but. Uh, you know, like we're talking 60 frames per second, 4K, you know, so that's d- what's being promised at least. But, um, I during can tell the, you, it, go do, ahead.
0: let me real quick during the pandemic, the, the Nintendo Switch went crazy and they, they couldn't even make them fast enough for how many of them were selling. Okay. And the Nintendo Switch is not a powerful machine, no, and now we're getting the most powerful machines ever. What is this going to do to the Switch? And now there's all these rumors about a Switch Pro that's going to have a little more processing power. It ain't going to do
1: diddly fiddly squat. Did you see the numbers Nintendo just put up? I think it was something like they've already sold 68 million Switches. Right. Um Yeah. The stock was up. Uh The stock was down on the news. About yeah, but those the, uh, but those
0: new consoles haven't come out yet.
1: Yeah, they're coming out like oof, like by the time this is out, people have them. People will be. The problem is, here is the thing with the Xbox. There is no games, okay, and uh, the PS Five seems to have like slim pickins for the most part. But I, I'll tell you what, I am getting my PS
0: Five this week. I am playing Bug Snacks. It's all about bug snacks. <laughs> I don't. Bug snacks is what you're excited about. Why? What, but, what is. Well, tell me about bug snacks.
1: Well, they're kind of bug and kind of snack. It's just like, it's an adorable <laughs> looking game with these like muppet looking characters called grumpuses. And they eat these little creatures called bug snacks. It's like strawberries with eyeballs or something. Then all of a sudden their <laughs> arm is like a strawberry arm, right? Okay. And, um, you know, it's also, my boss just reviewed it and he was like, telling me all sorts of crazy stuff. It's also got a lot of good positive inclusion, I've heard, like okay. representation. Um, and, and which console
0: is that for?
1: That's that's just for the PlayStation 5, and okay. I think it's going to be on the PlayStation 4 and PC
0: as well. Okay, so but, PlayStation is winning the console battle so far for you because of Bug Snacks.
1: I mean, I think they're both great systems uh, as far as like looking at it on paper, but there's nothing coming out for the Xbox right now really um, well, you've and got I all think...
0: this processing power you've got I mean our are, are, are designers gonna rise to the challenge that
1: oh yeah I mean there's already stuff that's gonna be looking good on there I think this is just the as far as like technology goes and like uh you know the the tech leap from console to console I think this is the I think this is more of a hop frankly. From where we are with the current generation to so the new generation, so this isn't a big jump. I don't think it's a massive jump,
0: no. But uh, it's, it's weird for consoles to be launching without a signature game.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, bug snacks. It's bug snacks, man. I don't, I don't know what you want from me. You can download bug snacks now for free if you have like the PlayStation mm-hmm. Online, like the PSN thing that you pay for each year. Uh, yeah, it's it's free. It's gonna be free like day one if you already subscribe. I mean, but Xbox paper, has nothing. Xbox doesn't really have anything. No, uh, no they were gonna have Halo, to the but Xbox. they were gonna have Halo, but they don't have Halo. Halo got delayed. So ah. uh, I mean, that's the problem. Is it's great tech, but like, there's no real way to know how great it is. Uh, I do hear that the gear, the Last Gears of War game looks fantastic on it. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, you should go read our reviews, Keith. I mean. There's a goddamn website that I help run, and like the reviews. You give, you give me grief about
0: this every time. I love to go on Facebook and ask people what game should I play now, and you're like, yeah. oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, Keith, I sort of have I mean, a website
1: about this. That was like, I that was like kind of the one question I had for you, Keith. Um, if you don't mind, <laughs> if I'm allowed to, to all right, we'll switch places now. All right, Keith, Keith, thank you for coming on my podcast. Yes, sir. Here's what I'm wondering, and is self-promotion you're really good at it and i have like musician friends that are really good at it uh how do you motivate to do that because like that is i think my like the thing that i am the worst at is like i don't i don't go online and talk about cartoon violence i don't talk about like my other nerdy stuff that i'm doing like uh yeah do you like make time for it each day or is it just like something that comes naturally to you
0: I think it comes naturally to me. A part of it is that I po- I read something once that said for everything that you post, it's promoting something. There should be nine things that aren't. And for me, that's easy because I post so much. Uh, I, you know, I'm constantly posting. So to every day, stop and promote my special. That's on Amazon Prime right now, and it's called Not For Rehire. I really appreciate reviews. See, I just did it there. I slipped one in. <laughs> 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 to do that once or twice a day is easy because I have I look and I'm like, oh, man, I posted like six things in the last hour. Cool. I can slip that in. And then it's easy. Um, and, you know, and then part of it is just to constantly remind myself that I like what I did. I like my stuff that I'm promoting. You like cartoon violence. You know that you guys are awesome. Yeah. Why did it take you until I told you I had a podcast to bug me to go check out Cartoon Violence?
1: I don't See? know. It's like, just a matter I, of
0: doing it, man. Tie I a string think, around your finger once a day. I want you to share something from Cartoon Violence.
1: Like our Dirty Secrets? No, your <laughs> music. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I should Unless that. your
0: dirty secrets is the name of your new album.
1: No. Oh. I am working on a solo album. Not as right. Professor Wrote. I have a solo act um called Kids Eat Free. And the okay. name of the album is uh Just Hand Stuff.
0: And and when do you that's... think that should be out?
1: Oh God. Um we're we'll probably looking like three or four months into the new year yeah i have well
0: man hit me up when it comes out i would love to check it out and at the very least review it if not have you back on again to talk about it
1: that'd be lovely i would love to do that but let me ask you
0: let me ask about one more console thing before we start winding this down (laughs) all right what do you think of stadia Uh, (laughs) uh, i uh i i
1: declined to comment (laughs) <laughs> no Come on, me no. Is it not good? I mean poor Google, man, they try they try so hard, they try so hard every time with like things that aren't Google, right? right they try so hard, bless their little hearts, but I don't know, man, why why do we need this? like it was already a thing called on live, and it didn't work then, and I've like I hear that this I've not no just I'm sorry. They got to they gotta do better uh, if they want it to survive. And I don't think it's going to survive. I think it's going to be another thing that they lose interest in after. I, I think they've already kind of lost interest in it. Like, Yeah? Uh, yeah. But we'll see. Boy, they sure we'll see how long the heck out of it. We'll see how long they keep it up. I, well, I, I, I think middle of next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Um, And then what do you – are there any – indie? like I didn't even know about this world of indie video games. And then a guy named Jay Tholen, who we're going to have on as a guest soon, made a game called Dropsy the Clown. Oh, yeah. And it came into my radar because I got hired to play Dropsy. You and I have in common that we've played clowns Um, because you are – uh, yeah, clown the clown with, in Narboots. With Narboots. Which yeah, uh, I've talked about Narboots on the podcast before. Just a, a wonderful spiritual experience that I'm glad that we've shared.
1: Yeah, no, that's how I know you.
0: I yeah. wouldn't be here if it weren't for Narboots. <laughs> I missed I miss Narboots. I don't think uh, it's coming must, back. But. It, it, no, it Narboots will always come back. We we will bring it back. Narbut's forever definitely yeah nar is forever um but uh some of the, the world of independent video games i i mean i see that you can get indie games even on the switch now um it's not just it's, for hardcore geeks to go look up online yeah.
1: no so, uh the switch has been a great champion for uh, indie games in particular
0: are there any that you're um excited about or that you'd recommend we we'd check out and they don't have to be new they could be older ones Oh my gosh. Well, uh, sorry to put you on the spot. I try to tell people I'm gonna ask something like this.
1: I mean, Keith, you should have you played Among Us? No, that's like that's an indie game that came out a few years ago and it's just blown up lately. Okay, Uh, and it's super fun. Uh, that's definitely worth checking out. That already gets enough publication. Uh, Fall Guys blew up this year. I think I don't know. It's okay, it's not really my thing, but um yeah i don't know uh
0: did you ever play like the old snes rpgs i didn't no by snes Um, i had uh discovered sex and so i i I never really played much on the snes at all well never mind then and good day to you sir um (laughs) i eventually came back to video games i think sex got boring yeah no Um, there's there's constantly
1: new indies coming out and wow blowing my mind it's incredible what people can do um it's tough though because like I get solicited a lot of game. I get solicited like cool indies every day, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I wish we had the capacity to cover this right now because this looks fucking rad. But um I, I, you know, we have a show called Indelicious that we uh, one of our writers does every Monday, like on our stream, and he highlights a different indie game. And like I've been trying to feed him stuff.
0: Cool, cool, as well. Like, but yeah, like that's a great place to check out new indie titles. Okay. Frankly. Speaking of, where can people check out all the good stuff that you just mentioned? Uh where Shaq can News? we find your video game reviews and where can we find your music?
1: So yeah, Shacknews.com, S H A C K N E W S dot com. Uh, that'll feed you to wherever you want to go. That'll feed you to our Twitch channel, which is also Shack News. Um yeah, and then if you want to do the music thing, just go to CartoonViolenceMusic.com. That'll take you to our band camp stuff. You can buy all of our albums.
0: CartoonViolenceMusic.com, all one word. Uh,
1: yeah, that's it. Just CartoonViolenceMusic.com. That'll take you to where you can buy the music uh, or listen to it. You know, you do not give us funny. Like, uh, you know, a lot of nerdy songs, but also a lot of sincere songs. But we don't, and things can be both at once, which I love. Yeah, yeah. and then um, kids.eatfree.bandcamp.com. I got a great Britney Spears cover up there. And, oh, you uh, do
0: have some stuff already up there for kids. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, my old album from like ten years ago. That's why I'm really excited about doing this new one. It's been like a decade
0: since I put out my own material on my own. So, that all right, be fun. I think I'm more likely to have parents listening than kids, but, but kids uh, that are listening or parents. Um, if your kid loves video games and wants to play video games all day, get off their back, okay? Uh, it might turn into a beautiful life for them. Uh, it yeah, was really just... a pleasure talking with you, Blake. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to read the credits here, and I thought I would read them over the top of another song from Cartoon Violence. Uh, what do you recommend?
2: Oh,
1: my baby. My baby is medicine. It's it's my
0: song. It's my baby song. All right. So this is medicine from Cartoon Violence. And mm-hmm. uh, absolutely a pleasure talking with you. I look forward to chatting with you again. Uh, indubitably. Okay. That was another exciting episode of the Keith Lowell Jensen show with host Keith Lowell Jensen. Our producer is Joe Honor, Art by Joe Haunner editor and audio engineer jack matrenga joe and jack are with hyperpixel hyperpixel is a production company with a focus on digital marketing and e-commerce offering daily management of your website social media accounts and digital marketing campaigns original music by the great dj real uh coming up soon we have jay tholin as i mentioned in this episode an independent video game designer creator of dropsy the clown Uh, We also have another of my favorite comic book writers and authors coming up soon. Jeffrey Brown, best known for Vader's Little Princess, Jedi Academy, and my favorite, Clumsy. Uh, Please be sure to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Keith Lowell. You can follow the podcast at KLJ Podcast. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Mwah!
2: Turn it all around again. You gotta take your own medicine. There's trouble right around the bend. It's gonna get you in the end. I'm the lamb to the slaughter. I'm the lamb to the I'm the lamb to the I'm the lump the Like a quivering child. Lost alone in the streets. No one trying to find you. You've become obsolete. There's trouble coming, man, man, man It's gonna get you in the end